to the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just want to thank everyone for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And for today's episode, I had the idea of coming on here and discussing a, a couple of different New York Ranger players who could potentially be traded at some point this season. And as I mentioned in yesterday's episode, by no means am I campaigning for the Rangers to move a whole bunch of pieces at or near the trade deadline. Uh, for starters, it certainly seems like the Rangers are going to be buyers this season. They've put themselves in position to be buyers at or near the trade deadline this season. But, you know, with all that said, there could still be one or two pieces moving off of the NHL roster in a different direction, you know, to another team in exchange for somebody who can help the Rangers a little bit more in the short term and, uh, you know, maybe strengthen the team for a potential run in the playoffs. So we are still going to get to that uh, at some point in today's episode, but we got to start with the news that the Rangers have made a fairly significant transaction and a transaction that I think has a lot of Ranger fans pretty excited, and that is they called Braden Schneider up to the NHL roster. Uh, Nils Lundqvist was sent down to Hartford in a corresponding move. Uh, defenseman Tarmo Reuninen and goalie Tyler Wall also sent down to the Hartford Wolfpack. And what I love about this, you know, before we get into, you know, talking about Braden Schneider in too much detail here, we'll get to that in just a second. But what I love about this is the Rangers seem to almost be having this middle-of-the-season open tryout for the bottom two defenseman spots on the team. We all know the top four are set, Fox, Lindgren, Truba, Miller, barring anything really unforeseen, really unexpected. Uh, I think Nemeth is probably safe, provided that he's healthy. I don't think that they're at the point where Nemeth would be a healthy scratch, although it's something that I would not totally rule out. Uh, at any point this season, I, I think it's something that's at least, you know, somewhat on the table. It's going to depend on how Nemeth plays. But uh, the bottom line, the Rangers are giving a lot of young defensemen a chance to really stake their claim to a spot on this team. We saw Nils Lundqvist make the team out of uh, training camp. He got some run, mixed results for Nils Lundqvist. There were times where he looked good. There were other times where it looked like the game was moving pretty fast on him. And, and we'll talk about Nils Lundqvist and his demotion in a uh, short order here as well. But overall, you know, mixed results and peaks and valleys for Nils Lundqvist playing on the NHL roster this season. We've seen guys like Libor Hayek and Jared Tenorti. They've each been mixed in at times this season. They've each gotten a handful of chances. Again, mixed results uh, with Tenorti. I don't know that he should be out there on most nights. I mean, I just think the Rangers have uh, a lot of options that are just quite frankly better. Hayek, I know people get on him. I think he's done okay this season. His most recent performance against, I believe it was Vegas, notwithstanding. Uh, and then we also, obviously, Zach Jones got called up back up to the Rangers not too long ago, uh, and he mostly has played well. Again, his last game was not so great either, but uh, now it's going to be Braden Schneider's turn. And cliche or not, competition really does make everybody better. And I just love the fact that this coaching staff is basically sending a message to these guys of, hey, you know what? You want to spot in this New York Ranger team? You want to be one of the six defensemen that's dressed on any given night? Go out and earn it. Uh, that's a great message to send. And I'm looking forward to watching this play out because it could really go a lot of different ways. I mean, we could see, uh, you know, Braden Schneider get this job and, and just take off and run with it. We could see uh, Zach Jones kind of reassert himself. We could see Nils Lundqvist call back up. Maybe Libor Hayek uh, ends up being in the lineup more than we think he's going to. He overachieves or whatever it might be. They might end up making a trade for a defenseman that's not even on the team right now. And maybe he's rounding out uh, the bottom 
pairing at some point this season as the Rangers head to the playoffs. But it's basically an open competition, and like I said, I'm all for it. As far as Braden Schneider goes, you know, I think most Ranger fans, especially if you're listening to this podcast, this is uh, for certainly the uh, passionate fan that, that follows this team very closely and knows the team inside and out. But, you know, for anybody that might not know a whole lot about Braden Schneider, we'll dive into that real quick and just kind of talk about what he could bring to the table for the Rangers. For starters, 20 years old, he was drafted number 19 overall by the Rangers back in 2020. We all knew the Rangers were going to take Alexi Lafreniere at number one overall that season when they basically lucked into that pick. That really was, I mean, I guess you could have made the case, you know, Quentin Byfield was there, Tim Stutzla was there, but the smart money was always on Alexi Lafreniere. That's who the Rangers ended up taking. Uh, but as far as what the Rangers were going to do with their second of two first round picks, uh, nobody really knew for sure, but the Rangers actually made a trade on draft day. They moved up one spot in front of the New Jersey Devils in order to take Braden Schneider. And the Devils, picking one pick after the New York Rangers, ended up taking a defenseman. Now, would the Devils have taken Braden Schneider? Hard to say for sure. I think there's a pretty good chance that they would have. One of the things that I can remember about Schneider, you know, going into the draft that season, was, you know, reading all the scouting reports, a lot of different people who, you know, do these, these scouts and uh, they rank players heading into the draft— a lot of them had Braden Schneider as pegged as kind of, you know, the safest player in the draft. In other words, there's no way that there might be some players with a little bit more upside than Schneider, but there was no reason for anybody to believe that Braden Schneider would not eventually slot into a, a solid role on an NHL team, likely in a top four defense and role, and be just a rock solid player. And, you know, as far as what he's done since the Rangers drafted him, the, he's done nothing to disprove that. I, I think he's somebody that, again, has a very, very safe floor and hopefully can just kind of hit the ground running with the New York Rangers here. He's played in 24 games at the Hartford Wolfpack this season, has no goals, but does have nine assists. He is a plus six overall. Last year, he also played on Canada's World Juniors team, won a silver medal with Canada, and he was also last year the captain of the Brandon Wheat Kings of the WHL. He played 22 games with them, had five goals and 22 assists. Uh, but this guy's a beast. I mean, that that's first and foremost when you're talking about Braden Schneider and what he brings to the table. Just a big, tough, physical, nasty, old-school defenseman. Six foot two, 209 pounds. Has a knack for uh, dishing out some really, really punishing hits. This is a scouting report from Elite Prospects back in 2020. This is what they had to say about Braden Schneider. He is an absolute behemoth of a dude at this level, imposing his will with thunderous hits, overpowering one-hand pushes, and cross-checks. He's composed and doesn't overdo the physicality or take needless penalties. Enters every hit with his stick leading and doesn't hit unless he can't break up the play otherwise. So to me, this sounds like somebody who has a chance to be a very popular Ranger in very short order. I mean, to begin with, I know there's a lot of Ranger fans who aren't exactly thrilled with what this team has gotten from guys like Nemeth or Tenorti or Hayek. Some of that ire from Ranger fans, I think, is a little bit overdone at times, but be that as it may, uh, Schneider... However you feel about any of the defensemen that I just mentioned, Schneider has considerably more upside than any of those three guys, and he's got a chance here. If he plays well, he could stick in the lineup. I mean, think Ryan Lindgren a couple seasons ago. He was up with the Rangers. He got sent back down briefly, but he came back up, took the bull by the horns, never lost his spot on this team since then. Braden Schneider, even kind of a comparable player to Ryan Lindgren. So if Schneider can do anything close to what Lindgren has done, you could see him stick in this lineup pretty much for the rest of the season. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but as far as when he might make his debut, the Rangers' next game is Thursday on the road against the San Jose Sharks. I would think that Braden Schneider will probably dress for that game. Uh, the only way that he wouldn't is if they just want to 
make him a healthy scratch uh, for his first game and just have him watch one game for the press box. And, you know, maybe there's a coach there with him, whatever it might be. Uh, just kind of take everything in first. But, you know, it's possible the Rangers could do that. But I say just throw him out there. I mean, the game after this Thursday's game against the Sharks is against the Flyers on the road in Philadelphia on Saturday. I would rather have Braden Schneider get a game under his belt before he plays a division rival in a hostile environment. Not that Schneider couldn't possibly handle that, but yeah, I mean, just get him out there against the Sharks. Don't give him too much time to think about it. Just throw him out there. A little trial by fire. The Rangers have done that with a lot of their defensemen. Uh, but also, you know, there's the very simple fact that the Rangers have lost two out of three here. Braden Schneider might immediately make the Rangers a better team. So to me, there's not really any reason to wait here. And then the other part of this equation is that Nils Lundqvist, as we mentioned a couple of minutes ago, has now been sent down to the Hartford Wolfpack. Lundqvist ends up playing in 25 games with the New York Rangers. Obviously, he made his debut uh, earlier this season, the second game of the season. But yeah, 25 games, one goal, three assists. He was a plus four overall, averaged 13 minutes and 55 seconds of ice time per night. Also had 15 hits as well as 15 block shots. And, you know, this is not a death sentence or anything like that for Nils Lundqvist. I think that this is just kind of a bump in the road. And from the Rangers' perspective, like we were talking about, they're kind of treating this as a little bit of an open competition. Lundqvist has had his ups and downs, but I don't know that he did enough to, to really firmly entrench himself in the lineup. In fact, I know he didn't because he was a healthy scratch. I don't want to say like often, but I mean, it wasn't really that big of a surprise to see uh, Nils Lundqvist listed as a healthy scratch every so often. You know, we kind of got used to him occasionally being pulled out of the lineup. And now, you know, you send him down to the Hartford Wolfpack. What that does is it gives a couple other people a chance with the Rangers, you know, namely Zach Jones and uh, Braden Schneider, who we think will be making his debut in relatively short order here. But it also gives uh, Nils Lundqvist a chance to Kind of rebuild his confidence a little bit. He's going to get more minutes playing with the Hartford Wolfpack. I have no doubt that they'll treat him uh, as basically the Adam Fox of the Wolfpack. I would imagine he'll probably lead all defensemen in ice time per night, at least on most nights. And, you know, again, it comes back to uh, not, not to be harsh here or anything like that, but he had his chance. You know, he got 25 games. And like I said, I, I think there were some bright spots, but I also think there were times where it seemed like uh, the NHL game was moving a little bit fast for him and he didn't firmly solidify himself in the lineup. You know, he didn't make himself a, a no doubt top six defenseman on this New York Ranger team. At least not yet. He may still well do that uh, in time here. We might even see him again a little bit later this season. We'll see how everything shakes out. But the other thing that's kind of working a little bit against Nils Lundqvist, and this is no fault of his own, but he's kind of an offensive-minded defenseman, and that's great, but the Rangers have a lot of those. We've got Adam Fox. We've got Jacob Truba. We've got Keandre Miller. Miller, you know, his offense isn't all the way there yet. I believe he's got six points so far this season, but he's somebody that definitely has a little bit of offensive upside, especially as far as defensemen are concerned. And even Ryan Lindgren, you know, he's got seven points this season. You've also got Zach Jones. You know, he's somebody who might be in the lineup on Thursday, might not be. I would imagine it would probably be if Nemeth is good to go, which I believe he now is, uh, he played in the last game, I think you're looking at Nemeth and Schneider on Thursday against the Sharks. But, you know, Zach Jones, he's another one. If he's in the lineup, he brings offense too. So the biggest thing that Nils Lundqvist brings to the table, that being offense, is something that the Rangers just don't have a great need for right now from their defense. And that's why you're seeing Braden Schneider get a chance. And it's not like Schneider's any slouch offensively either. He picks up a decent amount of assists pretty much everywhere he's ever been. But on top of that, uh, he's a big-time hitter and a guy that's going to knock your head off if he gets the opportunity to do that. So definitely looking forward to seeing what Braden Schneider can do in his debut whenever that may happen. And like I was talking about, in just a second, we're going to talk about some Rangers that 
could potentially be traded. Like I said, I, I don't think the Rangers are going to be dealing guys off their NHL roster left and right, but we'll at least acknowledge the possibility of a couple different Rangers maybe being traded at some point this season. We'll do that in just a second. But first, just want to let everyone know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It's a new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars that can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. And there's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many, many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited time flavors, so check Built.com often to see what's new. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, just wanted to thank everyone for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. All right, so like I mentioned during the intro, going to kind of shift gears here, turn our attention to some Rangers that could possibly, possibly be dealt at or before the trade deadline this season by the New York Rangers. Once again, I expect them to be buyers more than they are sellers, but I suppose, uh, you know, if the Rangers do strike a trade, it's possible that somebody could be heading in the opposite direction from the current NHL roster. And I have four players that I want to get to today. So yeah, pretty packed episode, a lot to talk about. So just dive right into it here. The first one, is going to be somebody we already kind of talked about a little bit today, and that's going to be Patrick Nemeth. Uh, Nemeth is 29 years old. He was out for personal reasons for four games. It was really strange because uh, at first you're hearing it was a non-COVID-related illness, and then you're hearing that it's personal reasons, and uh, whatever it was, he's back now. He played in the last game, didn't really have a great night for himself, um, but he's back on the main roster. He has played in 33 games with the Rangers this season. No goals to assist. He is a minus nine overall while averaging 17 minutes and 11 seconds of ice time. He's also dished out 53 hits and blocked 61 shots. As far as his contract status is concerned, uh, Nemeth came over as an unrestricted free agent, picked up by the Rangers in the offseason, signed a three-year $7.5 million deal. That's obviously an average annual value of $2.5 million. And... As far as the Rangers trading him, I mean, the only way that I see this happening is if the Rangers, you know, we know they just called up Braden Schneider. The only way I see Nemeth being moved once again before the deadline comes and goes this season is if they are just blown away by what some of their young defensemen are doing. As we've talked about, the top four uh, seem firmly entrenched as far as the top four Ranger defensemen are concerned. They're going to be out there every single night. But Braden Schneider just got the call. He's going to get an opportunity sooner rather than later here. If he goes out there and just kills it and is throwing his weight around and is, uh, you know, playing good physical hockey, he's, you know, a tough guy. He's somebody that's going to stick up to for his teammates, things like that. He's maybe even chipping in a little bit offensively. If the Rangers are just absolutely blown away by what he does, you know, maybe he's killing penalties at, at certain points as well. If the Rangers are just completely like, wow, this guy is the real deal. He is here to stay. He has absolutely nothing left to prove in the AHL. This is our guy going forward. If that happens, and then maybe somebody like Zach Jones uh, really starts to kind of spread his wings and, and take off and, and play some pretty good hockey at the NHL, then you could be looking at a situation where the Rangers say, you know what, inexperienced or not, 
young or not, these are our two guys. These guys are bonafide NHL ready-made defensemen, and we feel like we can go into the playoff tournament with these two together as our third pairing. It'd be an interesting duo, you know, Schneider and uh, and Jones, because they would complement each other very well. Schneider, the old-school tough throwback, and Jones, kind of the offensive-minded guy. You'd get a little bit of a Adam Fox, Ryan Lindgren light combination there, if you will. But if all that happens, if all the planets line up just like that, then there could be a situation where the Rangers look at Patrick Nemeth and they say, you know what? We don't really need him anymore. And it's not because Patrick Nemeth has been god-awful or the worst player in hockey or whatever else certain Ranger fans want to say about him. It's none of that. It's just he becomes expendable at that point because what do you do with Patrick Nemeth if you've got two young defensemen who are absolutely excelling? There's not really going to be any spot for him at that point. And I think Nemeth has a fairly movable contract. I mean, it might be a little bit difficult getting a team to bite simply because you know he still does have two and a half years left on his contract. But two and a half million dollars a season for Patrick Nemeth, I don't think that's unreasonable for a team to take on a contract like that. It would probably be a team that's looking to do basically what the Rangers were looking to do this offseason when they brought in Nemeth, and that's basically just solidify their bottom pairing, you know, get somebody on the roster who has some experience in the playoffs, a little bit of a veteran D-man as well. I will say, though, to Ranger fans that are, you know, ready, willing, and able to run Patrick Nemeth out of town, be careful what you wish for, because as we've mentioned, this is a very young, very inexperienced blue line on this team. Patrick Nemeth is the oldest defenseman that the Rangers have. Tenorti might be older, but Tenorti's barely ever in the lineup anyway. Um, So he does give you a little bit of a veteran presence. And like we just mentioned, he does have experience in the playoffs. If you roll into uh, the postseason with a bottom pairing of Braden Schneider and Zach Jones, I mean, that does get a little bit scary. I mean, we'll we'll see how they fare the rest of the season. But obviously, they're very young, very inexperienced, and, uh, you know, something of a wild card there, whereas Patrick Nemeth does at least provide you a little bit of experience. I think he's done a decent job for the Rangers on the penalty kill this season as well. Uh, The Rangers have a top five PK unit, and Nemeth has obviously contributed to that. The other thing about Nemeth is that uh, he does have a modified no-move clause, but it's only to eight teams, so that would somewhat limit the Rangers as far as potential dance partners in a Nemeth trade, but obviously, you still have 23 teams you can talk to, and uh, you know they could strike a deal if they really wanted to. I would only put this at about 20% Patrick Nemeth being traded, and even that might be a little bit high. I just don't know that the Rangers are going to roll into the playoffs with two young rookie defenseman on the third pairing. I could be wrong. And like I said, maybe Schneider blows us away. Maybe Zach Jones picks it up. Maybe uh, Nils Lundqvist comes back up to the Rangers and he starts killing it. Uh, It's possible, but I I don't see it happening uh, at least right now this season. Maybe in the offseason, Nemeth gets traded and the Rangers roll into next year with some of the young guys. But Nemeth is basically doing what they brought him in to do, and that is to round out the lineup and be a veteran presence and basically a placeholder for some of these young D-men. We've got three other Rangers left to talk about today, and we will do that in just a second. But first, I just wanted to let everyone know that today's episode of Locked on New York Rangers is brought to you by Primal Origin Oils. Got beard? Get primal. You heard me right. Got beard? Get primal. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get primal. Maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes bombs, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel in beard products available. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the USA. The combo kits make a great holiday gift, and if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad that you did. We know that every company claims to have the best. 
but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and the feel and beard to the other products you've used. We promise you will see and feel the difference. Remember the code Locked On gets you 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Use the code Locked On at checkout for 20% off. All right, so we go from one Ranger defenseman to another, and that's going to be Libor Hayek. Hayek is 23 years old. He has played nine games for the Rangers this season. No goals, one assist. He is a minus six in that time. He is averaging 14 minutes and 22 seconds of ice time per night. Five hits, 19 block shots, and it took him, I believe, they talked about this on the broadcast the other night, I believe it took 21 games for Libor Hayek to finally get into the lineup. He had been a healthy scratch the entire season before that. I thought that was a little overdone. I mean, you know, when you've got Jared Tenorti playing a handful of games, I think you can get Libor Hayek into the lineup a little bit sooner than that. Not that he's like this superstar player, but you know, he finished last season as one of the main six Ranger defensemen. So for it to take that long, I thought was a little little bit much, but, uh, you know, Hayek coming into this season, he is in the last year of a deal that is paying him $874,000. He is an impending restricted free agent at season's end, and Libor Hayek, as we all know, is coming off of just a brutal showing in his last game against the Vegas Golden Knights, but beyond that game, I feel like Hayek's been okay for the Rangers this season. Uh, again, he had to wait forever just to play in a hockey game this year and was a healthy scratch for weeks and weeks and weeks. I do think that Hayek has gotten better in his time with the Rangers. He still gets some heat from fans, and I think part of it might go back to the trade that actually brought him to New York. We've talked about this trade quite a bit on this podcast, and not to rehash it, but of course, Ryan McDonough and JT Miller to Tampa, and the Rangers just did not get enough in return. Hayek was part of that trade, uh, so maybe uh, certain Ranger fans still kind of hold that against him. Uh Again, I don't think he's been terrible this season, but with all that said, I also don't think that Libor Hack really has any kind of a long-term future with this New York Ranger team. We just got done talking about, you know, the Zach Joneses of the world and Nils Lundqvist, and now Braden Schneider is going to be making his debut, Tarma Reuninen, a highly thought-of defenseman as well. I mean, where does Libor Hayek slot in with this team going forward in the long term? And so... For that reason, I think there's a decent chance that the Rangers would trade him. I thought that maybe even a trade could be coming in the offseason. He's certainly been pretty high on, you know, whether it's me or anybody else in the media doing a list of players most likely to be traded by the New York Rangers. I think Libor Hayek is at or near the top of most of those lists. Again, just because I don't think there's a spot for him going forward on this team. It really is just as simple as that. Will he get traded before the deadline this season? It's definitely possible. Uh, but I will say this. I don't really see the point in trading Libor Hayek for like a fourth or fifth round pick this season. If you want to do that in the offseason with him being a restricted free agent, that's fine. But, you know, I wouldn't mind Libor Hayek sticking around as kind of a seventh defenseman type player, somebody that, you know, someone else either falters or gets injured or whatever it might be, you could throw him out into the lineup. Um, you know, again, what are you, you going to do with a fifth round draft pick? You know what I mean? So uh, I wouldn't mind Libor Hayek playing out this, this season with the Rangers, but if he ends up being dealt as part of a package, I wouldn't be upset about that either because, again, it all just comes back to the fact that I don't really see a spot for him on this New York Ranger team. As far as putting a percentage on it, I'll say 40% chance Libor Hayek gets dealt before the season is over. But if it does happen, my preference would be not just straight up for a fifth round draft pick or anything like that. I would see it more as like, him being part of a package to, you know, once again, uh, acquire a player that can come in and help the Rangers in the short term. And shifting our attention to a forward, the only forward on this list, in fact, it's going to be Philip Heedle. And again, this is somebody who 
You know, over the past year or so, if you're looking at players that the Rangers might be open and willing to trade, I think Philip Heedle, once again, has been pretty high up on a lot of those lists. I wouldn't be so quick to do this, and, you know, we'll get into this and make the case for and against it in just a second. Uh, but first, you know, Philip Heedle, 22 years old, which doesn't even seem possible because this is his fifth season with the Rangers. I know, you know, his first year, he only appeared in like nine games or whatever, but uh, pretty crazy to think that he still is just 22. Uh, as far as his stats this season, I mean, a lot of us have been looking for a jump from a lot of the young Ranger forwards, you know, Lafreniere, Kako, Heedle, Gautier, and thus far, you know, none of them have really taken that giant leap forward. I mean, maybe some baby steps here and there, but uh, Heedle, you know, tough season for him thus far. 33 games, just three goals, only six assists, so just nine points in 33 games. He was a healthy scratch a while back for, you know, a single game. He's a minus two overall, averaging 12 minutes and 43 seconds of ice time, also has 11 hits, 10 blocks, and a 42% success rate on the faceoff circle. He is in the first year of a two-year $4.6 million contract, an average annual value, obviously, of $2.3 million. And I will say this, for anybody that's kind of down on Philip Heedle and, oh man, why can't he get it going? Why can't he finish his scoring opportunities? And I've been there a little bit this season too, trust me on that. Uh, but you don't want to give up on young players too early. And this is as good a time as any other to remind everybody, once again, Philip Heedle is just 22 years old, and also, the Rangers have this guy on their team. You might have heard of him, Mika Zibanejad. The reason Mika Zibanejad is a New York Ranger is basically because the Senators gave up on him one year too soon, uh, and we've seen the player that Mika Zibanejad has turned into since then. You've also got somebody like Ryan Strom. It's a little bit different with Strom because uh, he was a late bloomer, but nevertheless, uh, we basically stole him from the Edmonton Oilers. I believe Strom was only about 25 when the Oilers traded him to the New York Rangers. So you got to be careful here. You, you got to be careful if you're the New York Rangers giving up on a player, you know, maybe just one season too early. I could at least get on board maybe with the idea of trading Philip Heedle if I know that he's going to be part of a package that lands the Rangers a significant upgrade, hopefully in their top six. Maybe it's the long-awaited uh, long-term solution or at least rest of the season solution to the second line right wing spot. If Philip Heedle is traded, again, as part of a package, maybe he's even the centerpiece of the package for somebody that can come in and make the Rangers better going into the playoffs this season, then I can at least understand where the Rangers are coming from. But for anybody who's down on Heedle, I caution not to you know, be so quick to run him out of town because he you never know when the breakout could come. Former first-round pick, he certainly seems to have a lot of talent, but it just comes down to his inability to finish more often than not. So uh, we'll, we'll see how it ends up shaking out with Filipino and the Rangers. But if the Rangers end up trading him, I would imagine it would be for a rental type player who, you know, once again, um, you know, can make the Rangers a lot better in the short term. And again, it also comes down to something that we've talked about on this podcast quite a bit, uh, the idea of trading Filipino. You can't keep everybody, and the Rangers might feel like, you know, they have better young prospects and guys that have brighter futures in this league. You know, they're going to have to eventually spend money on guys like Kako and Lafreniere, et cetera, et cetera, and maybe they just feel like the time is now to pull the trigger on a Filipino trade, bring in a rental, somebody that can make this team a little bit better. Uh, we will see, but... I certainly am not interested in dumping Filipino for just a third or fourth round draft pick. We're done with that, okay? The rebuild is over. This is a really good team. Obviously, there's always some tinkering and some retooling of your own roster, but the, to me, the rebuild is over because the Rangers have a contending team. So if you're going to trade Heedle, it better make the Rangers a better team right here and right now. No interest in just, uh, you know, moving on from Filipino in exchange for a middling prospect or a middling draft pick. Pass on that. 
As far as, you know, what percent that Hedl gets traded, I would say like 20-25%. I don't think the Rangers are going to be chomping at the bit to get rid of Hedl, even if he has underperformed a little bit. I think they'll continue to give him his chances and hope that he can live up to the hype of being a former first-round pick. Uh, the offseason could be a little bit of a different story. Maybe that's when they finally look to pull the trigger and move on, but... I don't see them trading Hedl just to trade him and, and just to acquire another draft pick, as I just talked about. So uh, we'll see. If they do trade him, I want it to be as part of a package for somebody that can really help the Rangers in the short term here. And one last player that I think could be traded by the Rangers, it's at least possible that this could happen, and I think a lot of you probably know who it's going to be. It's going to be Alex Georgiev. It's been a tale of two seasons for Georgiev. He got off to just a miserable start while barely playing, backing up Igor Shesterkin. But whenever Igor's been out of the lineup, first for injury and second for being on the COVID list, Georgiev has really stepped up and he's not just held down the fort. There's a lot of games that he's been one of the main reasons why the Rangers have come away with two points. Uh, 7-5-2 and two on the season, a 271 goals against average, a 908 save percentage. And he is in the final year of a two-year $4.85 million contract that is an average annual value of 2.42. 5 million. And again, he is a restricted free agent after the season. I've said all along, and I don't think I'm going to budge on this. I don't see Alex Georgiev being on this Ranger team after this season. To me, the Rangers, they're a team that's never really spent big on the backup goalie. And I get the feeling that Alex Georgiev, with the season that he's having right now and how he's played recently, he's really increasing his stock around this league. And he's somebody that could end up as a starting goalie in this league uh, next season, depending on where he ends up. Uh, if I'm a team like the Edmonton Oilers, I'm picking up the phone and I'm calling the Rangers right now because the Oilers are kind of in free fall. And I think uh, they're definitely a team that could stand to uh, make an upgrade as far as the goalie position is concerned. That's just one idea, one team, one possible trade partner with the New York Rangers. But yeah, I mean, for Alex Georgiev himself, you know, I'm sure he wants to be a starting goalie and he's not going to get that chance with the New York Rangers. So I have a feeling that it's at least possible that the Rangers could end up dealing him before the deadline this season. And as far as the percentage, I'll put this at 50-50, which is the highest one yet. And there's two schools of thought. I mean, Igor Shesterkin has had his injury issues. It'd be nice to have a rock-solid plan B like Alex Georgiev. So if you're the Rangers and you do trade Alex Georgiev, you're playing with fire a little bit there and you got to hold your breath every time Igor Shesterkin goes down to the ice. But by that same token, Alex Georgiev's value is really high right now. And the Rangers would at least seem to have a capable backup in Keith Kincaid. I mean, I don't know about Keith Kincaid getting you through four rounds of the Stanley Cup playoffs, but he's at least there. He's at least an option. And Alex Georgiev's value is very high right now. So he could, you know, Georgiev, that could be the trade right there. They could trade Georgiev to a team, maybe a rebuilding team, a team that sees him as maybe even their franchise goalie, and you could get a pretty significant uh, piece in return for Alex Georgiev. So we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I'd say it's about 50-50 uh, Alex Georgiev being dealt versus not being dealt this season. That might be a little high, but I think the Rangers are certainly going to do their due diligence when it comes to you know, potentially finding a dance partner for Alex Yorgiev. Uh, but that will pretty much do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It is free and available on all platforms.